Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So our podcast is called Right and Wrong. Are these your notes? These these your notes about what we're going to say? Anything. It's a short answer. (laughs) So how many novels did you not finish? Oh my God, so many. (laughs) It was perfect. What are you talking about? This is nonsense. Ooh, a spicy question. I love it. (laughs) This is it, guys. The big secret to getting published is you have to write a good book. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Hello and welcome back. To the right and wrong podcast today it's something a little bit different I, i'm i'm very excited to get into it joining me on this episode is actor voice actor director voice acting director audiobook narrator all of these things it's rosie jones hello hi <laughs> thank you for that sterling introduction well the thing is you do so many things so i, I was like i don't know how to there's no succinct uh, word to describe all of the many disciplines that that, that you do. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm a multifaceted, busy person. You are jack of all trades, master of none. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always. Um, this is such a random aside to begin the podcast with that uh, jack of all trades thing. I've I've heard so many people say it as like a like a bad thing, where it's like jack of all trades, master of none. Is I, I believe the quote goes on to say that it's better to be a jack of all trades. I mean, I can't argue with that. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love the variety and yes, the excitement that it brings. So um, it's certainly, for me, it's definitely a choice and one that I I'm, I'm, feel very privileged to, to be able to kind of do. So yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go with it. Let's go with it as a positive. Yeah, that's amazing. You do so many exciting things that I would love to to chat about. And we talked a bit about it before um, we started recording. But since this is a publishing podcast, it's probably best that we start with the, the, the publishing side of what you do, which is you have narrated a lot of audiobooks. I have. Yeah. It's part of my, um, it's been part of my working life for a long time now. I think I did my first, I think I recorded my first book back in 2012. So um, about 10 years. And I absolutely love narrating books. And yeah, so I've done, I've done, I think, I don't know, certainly over a hundred. And it's a, it's a real, it's again, a real privilege to get to record and and speak out loud and share so many different stories yeah and and in lots of different genres although I do I do tend to uh, do specific genres but um yeah it's a great it's a great job which which genres do you do specifically I tend to do a lot of um, YA, a lot of young adult, um, teen lit I tend to do quite a lot of kids books as well and then I also do a lot of World War II sort of oh, okay. time period, quite a lot of romance or strong women in tricky situations, you know, fighting the good fight. So yes. there's a, those are the kind of things I tend to do most of. I do a lot of fantasy fiction as well and have done a few thrillers that have, have kind of got young, young protagonists as well, which have been really interesting. 
Okay. Is it you that's sort of choosing where, you know, which kinds of um, books you're doing or is it more between like your agent and whoever and the publisher or, or something? Yeah. So um, historically, certainly it was, it was kind of w- what other people sent my way. Um, now more so I can choose what I, the kind of work that I want to do, but it's been a, a mixture of both. I mean, th- look, it's a, it, you really, as you know, that the, the, the voices um, of these stories is really Im- important in terms of making sure that you fulfill what, what the story requires. And there are definitely books out there that I'm, you know, my voice isn't, isn't right for. And I, I love doing young voices. I love exploring that part of my vocal range. So I do tend to like doing that. So it kind of, it fits well. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I haven't, for example, done very much uh, nonfiction. I haven't done many kind of um, textbooks or or manuals or things like that. And I, I kind of, I kind of, a lot of me, part of me would love to do. I'd love to do more historic, like history books. I'd love to because I'd like to learn about. I don't, I don't get an opportunity to learn about much sort of real history through the work that I do. So I'd love to do that, but I don't think I'm the right voice, you know. Uh, okay. So I, I've just just got to accept that um, that's not maybe my USP. Okay, that's fair enough. It's good that you've uh, you've accepted it and and are moving on. Um, yeah. When it comes to, to to doing this kind of thing, you're you are also an actor and and you direct and and you this is on stage and and on film. Do, is it very different doing a recording like an audiobook as as opposed to sort of preparing for a role? Yes and no. Um, it is because it's a completely different medium. You are you are telling the whole story from beginning to end, and more often than not, as a narrator, you you're also sort of self-directing. Sometimes you it does vary. Sometimes you get a director on the line with you, which is great, and you can kind of have a chat and a bit of back and forth. But in the main, because of the the size of the 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 recording, you know, it takes it takes a long time. You're kind of making all of those choices yourself so it's much more of an independent journey I think than you know going into a rehearsal room with um, a cast for a play for example yeah and you're you're creating all of the characters and all of the all of the voices and and sort of setting the tone and sometimes you know you can get you do get steered by authors or by directors but more often than not I have to say you don't so there's a kind of a big responsibility there to 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 make those choices and so the prep is i mean my prep now is is really just reading the book working out the character voices making notes on where they're from who they are what they what they're like and then sort of um, marking up my my script in the way that I've developed over the years that suits me but i think everyone probably has their own kind of funny formula for what what works and what gives them um what gives them enough clues early on for you know early enough in the sentence to kind of get the right the right um tone for the next bit so yeah the the process is is much more individual i suppose and um you can do it on your own um in That's a way that you can't with other things i think yes is it usually sort of in a do you go to a studio and you'll have that studio for a certain amount of time and it'll just be kind of you in the room with presumably a sound engineer. Exactly so. Yeah. I mean that changed a lot over the last couple of years because people couldn't couldn't go into studio so a lot of people started 
putting together home studios. And um, as we're doing now, um, there's now a lot of people that you can, you know, you can record from anywhere and people can jump on the line and everyone can be in their isolated little little rooms, which I, you know, is, is great. It's, it opens up the industry in a, in a brilliant way, but it's, n- it's much less um, interactive and you don't get to meet people and being stuck in a black box all day long uh, is uh, <laughs> is um you know it's hard enough so it's nice to be able to I love I much prefer going into studio and yeah yeah, yeah it, it sort of takes as as long as it takes really um okay how long um you said it takes as long as it takes but how how long obviously depending on the length of the book but is it sort of, are you looking at like a, a week of, of sort of recording every day to do a book or is it more than that? Yeah, I think there are real, I think there are probably pretty fixed averages. Certainly publishers tend to know roughly that it's going to take three days to record a 300 page book, for example. So I think there are, in in my experience, it's it tends to, it varies, but if the, if the book's going to end up at 10 hours long then probably it takes 20 hours on average to record if you're fast it might take 15 it you know it it, it sort of it does vary but I tend to I tend to average I, th- I think most people tend to average about 100 pages a day so that's kind of a good ballpark for how long it's going to take to record okay and do you do do you are there lots of takes involved like do you do you'll read like a page or a chapter and then think oh actually I want to try a different way of doing it and you'll just re-record that same one um no I've never re I've never re-recorded a chapter ever okay so but it, there are two there are a couple of ways of recording so um there's like a role record where you just as the as the narrator you'll just um record and if you make a mistake you'll just stop and pick yourself up and start again and then everything is edited in post so then that that whole all those files just get sent off and then they'll take out all the mistakes so you wouldn't go back and start again a chapter unless you you know at the beginning of the chapter but you can sort of do a line as many times as you want and you can kind of go mm, actually I didn't like that 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 paragraph I'm going to start again and of course if you made a if you made a massive mistake, like I don't know the characters um, from Ireland, and you, you know, and they speak with an Irish accent, and you haven't honoured that, or or you haven't had that conversation with the publisher because I don't know, some it's been missed some, somehow. Then maybe you might have to go and talk to the publisher or the writer and work out what you're going to do about it. But in the main, um, if everyone's kind of on the same page with what needs to happen, that that doesn't tend to happen. So, so sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. So that's one, that's one way of recording. And then the other way of recording is like punch and repeat. So that's when you've, you've got an engineer there as well. And you, if you've fluff something, they will drop you in. So they'll reset the, the Pro Tools session to, I don't know, three seconds before you finished recording and they'll play in the last bit of the sentence and then you pick it up and you carry on. So that saves a lot of editing time in post. It's a more efficient way to record in some ways but it's slightly less gives you slightly less power as the as the narrator in terms of like starting and stopping of course you can say actually I didn't like that can I start again but yeah. you're you have to get into a rhythm for that to work well that system so you kind of uh, are sort of on the train if you know what I mean okay and, and I imagine when you start out with perhaps a new um editor or sound engineer there'll be like a little bit of teething where you two kind of eventually have to get in line you kind of match up and get in harmony 
Exactly so. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. And you narrated um, my friend Naomi Gibson's first book, Every Line of You. I did. Yeah, it was brilliant. This was such a great book. <laughs> it is good. And her new one's out soon. Here's a random plug for you, Naomi. Game of a Girl. Not out soon. It's out now. Game of a Girl. Go buy it. Um, did the two of you have any interaction during that process? Um, for that book, we we did, but not really directly through the publisher. So um, we actually reached out to each other on Twitter, which was which was really nice. I think I sent a sample for that book. So sometimes you audition for books, sometimes you don't. It really depends on who who the, the publisher is, who the author is, whether the publisher knows you and trusts you, whether it's a direct offer or not. For that book, I did, did a sample. So I I think I sent a three page read and the feedback was that that my choices were were you know were what Naomi wanted and so I was kind of good to go so on that book I then just cracked on and did it um and I didn't have any I didn't have any sort of work direct work interaction okay. but there usually the publisher will will work directly with the author and if there's any kind of specific names they want um pronounced in a p- particular way or particular things that they want the narrator to know that will get fed back but I don't think there was a great deal of that on, for that particular book no I imagine the the names pronunciation probably a much bigger thing for fantasy yes exactly and historical stuff um yeah, yeah those two genres are more yeah more um uh, there's yeah more difficult things to pronounce yes. I guess <laughs> there's more unusual spelling exactly um, yeah so, so it's quite rare that you you would ever meet the the author and like chat to them while you're doing the recordings. Yes, it's I've it's happened to me a couple of times where I've been able to have a proper like conversation with the author before um before I recorded. The the there are some publishers that seem more open to it or seem to encourage it more than others. There are a couple of times when I've requested it and it's not it's not happened, and you never quite know whether that's because the author doesn't want to or whether there's um they haven't got time or whether it's actually that the publisher doesn't doesn't want you to to be chatting with them directly so it's and sometimes i mean something could just i don't know could just be because some an agent has forgotten to ask or whatever you never you never kind of really know (laughs) but i recorded a book called poisoned um and i I had a proper um, kind of hour and a half chatting with um, both Scholastic and Jennifer who wrote it. And it was brilliant because it was just so nice to kind of go, well, this is what I was thinking about these characters. Um, What do you think? And she was like, well, I love that. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I don't, I'm not sure that that will work. What about this? This was kind of what I had in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, great. And there's a, it's really nice to have that back and forth, but that's a rare occurrence. And over the, you know, hundred or so books I've done, I think oh, I've okay. chatted to the author. Um, it's probably happened three, three, three times maybe. Joanne Harris was another one that it worked with where she actually came into studio and we had a cuppa and chatted through and that was quite a hard book because there were lots of Norse words in it. And um, so, yeah, so it does, it does happen, but it's, it's less common. Um, it's less common and uh, I wish it happened more just because it, it, I think it, I think it gives me a bigger investment. In, in a way because I get to hear where those stories have come from and what what the what the writers heard in their head um which which gives you just a, an extra an extra bit of spark I suppose an extra kind of um insight into what 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 why this person wrote this story that's really nice I mean exactly it's 
it's just more data points for you to work with, really, isn't it? To yes, put into your performance. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned that there's it can be quite a sort of individual thing, and especially if you're working from home in a little, in a little black box. Um, have you ever done? They're less common, but have you ever done an audiobook with with multiple narrators? I have not a lot, um, but I've done a couple. Um, in both, in fact, I think both of them were with only one other narrator. So what? The, oh no, I've done three actually. Um, with one other, with one other narrator, uh-huh. but they weren't multicast in the sense that we didn't, we didn't, we weren't in scenes together, responding to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they were sort of isolated records, either whole chapters or bits of chapters depending on on how the book was structured is that so yeah have done more it. common with like a dual pov like point of view book. exactly yeah okay i think all three of those were exactly that they were both they were all first person and would oh is actually it common? no i think um sorry i think sorry i'm so boring um <laughs> i think one of them wasn't i think one of them was still third person but we we kind of alternated the chapter depending it was it followed two different threads but they met at the end but um it was third person but still it was kind of yeah really from two two povs okay and when you when there are multiple narrators is it would you normally sort of meet each other just to get a kind of feel for the way that or or at least hear how the other person is performing a certain character everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, again, it varies. Um, so with When We Were Young and Brave, um, I had a, a good old email exchange with Imogen, who was the other narrator, and we we both sort of said what what we were thinking about what we were do, would, were doing, and thankfully they aligned. Which you know, credit to Hazel for writing writing really clear characters where you can go, yeah, okay, I think this is this person. Um, and I asked we I asked her to record, send me a little sample of um, of what she was doing for the teacher, so that I had a sense of sense of that. Um, so that was great. They kind of I hope that those two two journeys aligned um, with another book. The we were recording in the same studio, so that was helpful. So we had the same engineer. So although we didn't connect um, actually as actors, we did have someone that was a kind of pivot point who had both. Um, and then the other, th- the third one, I didn't have any. I didn't have any any contact at all. Um, didn't know what what they were doing. Um, And so that was sort of just, okay, stab in the dark and see what happens. Um, So it really varies and it it does depend on, on kind of um, what studio or what publisher is you're working with and how, what value they, they place on it. I think probably um, how much time or money there is for, for, for the audio version. I wonder if you've, um, you, you say it was 2012, you did your first audio book? Yes. And audiobooks have really exploded over the last um, few years. Um, they're just wild, wildly more popular than they, they've ever been. Have you noticed that in terms of like 
um, doing recordings and how much sort of more focus the publishers are putting on them? That's a really good question. Um, if I'm honest, I haven't really noticed that. It it really it hasn't sh- it hasn't shifted markedly um, in that way. I think it really depends on 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 on. on don't know i think it depends on who, who, who really who you've got and how, how passionate they are and there are a couple of clients that um publishers that i've worked with that are just they just want it to be the best that it can be and they'll do everything to try and make that happen and and then there are others where i think probably they um they kind of outsource the project to a studio and expect the studio to do that work for them um or it, it just varies. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't really noticed that. Um, okay, the workflow has kind of stayed the same despite the yeah, popularity it, rise. Yeah, it has really. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, outside of audiobooks, um, you you also on a on a similar trend do do lots of voice work for a number of video games. Is that I would imagine. Uh, a similar process to doing audiobooks um no i mean oh. <laughs> it, 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 it is in terms of what you do you go into uh-huh. a studio and you record noises <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes in that sense but no in in terms of like creatively and what you what you need to the, the work that you do as an actor um it's very different you with video games you very very rarely get a full script for, to start with you might you might on the odd occasion you'll get a screenplay if it's a if it's a very um narrative game but yeah. it depends on the size of the game as well because if it's a sprawling narrative rpg you're never going to get all the lines you're only ever going to get your own lines or the lines that you um of the people that you're in the scenes with so it's a it's a completely different process you you're also, you're also focusing purely on your character you don't have to worry about what anyone else is doing so you're you're able to hone in more clearly on on just the one the one voice unless you're doing multiple characters which um, I tend to do quite a lot of um which I also love doing um it's great when you have to play I mean it's happened to me which I, I wouldn't I don't advise it but it's happened to me a couple of times where I've played um I've spoken to myself in scenes as a completely different character oh. um yeah <laughs> I mean, one of them okay. were one in one game. It was Australian um, twin Australian boys, uh, so, <laughs> so I kind of got away with it because they were, you know, supposed to sound similar. But on another one, it was I think um, slightly accidental. Okay, <laughs> um, you never know; they might have recorded, re-recorded. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it's slightly it's a different process. And there's in the opposite to books in terms of how many people want to be present and how many people want to want to um, have a say and have an opinion because you'll have the developers the writers you'll have all the clients on the line then you'll have the studio that's recording it you'll have a voice director you'll have an engineer um you'll often have um someone from the studio uh there kind of a producer to make sure that everything goes well so you can be you can have as many it's like 10 or 12 people on the line um which is very opposite from from um audiobooks yes it sounds it and i had a little look over your IMDB page and saw that. And this is very exciting. And and fans of the podcast, you're about to see the gamer side of Jamie, is that you're doing a lot of the voice work for the new, and I know you can't talk about it, but the new Baldur's Gate game. As a D&D fan, as a big fan of Larian Studios, that made me so excited. Um, 
But my question was, and I think you kind of just answered it by saying lots of people on the call, the studio is based in Belgium, if I'm right. Yeah. So I'm guessing you don't fly over to Belgium to do all the recordings. No. I mean, they actually, I think I they've got, are they Belgium or are they Ireland? Or maybe they have both. Because they also have a studio in Guildford. Uh, they have a, uh, a hub in Guildford as well. Oh, do they? Um, okay. So I think Larry and are quite, um, obviously they're, they're massive. So they've, yes. they, they've got a lot of different hubs. <laughs> and did you meet any of the other actors? Or was was it just you were in there with your lines and that was it? Um, that was, a lot of that was recorded in isolation. So um, I don't know whether they, again, I can only speak for my own experience. Um, I don't know how, uh, how whether any of it was was um, multi-record. Uh, it doesn't happen very often in games. I should flag that that you actually get a chance to um, be in scenes. It, it does happen for sure, but in, in the a big, lot, the big ones, the the God yeah, of Wars, exactly, the Last of Us, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they they've all been in a in a volume together. But also that's that's a, that's because that's so. There are some games that um, where you do get to record with other actors that. May, usually our full performance capture so you might get into a volume together most vo in my experience is recorded individually um but on on there are some games that you work on and um boldscape is an example of that where uh you you know quite a lot of the actors um for ver- from you know for various reasons maybe because you've worked with them on another game or because you've done a theater job with them so on that job it was really nice because i'd go into studio and somebody else would be coming out and i'd We'd have a nice catch up and um, and talk about talk about life. Um, so oh, it, it was quite nice. sociable that that one. Oh well, that's great. That's really nice. And whilst we're on whilst we're on the video games, you have done. Um, I know for Gloomhaven, the video game adaptation of the of the board game. You, were you am I right in thinking you were the voiceover director? Yeah, that's right. I I was. Um, I worked with a brilliant, wonderful actor called Alec Newman, who is an absolute gem. So talented. Um, he's such a great, such a great performer and a, and a really lovely man. And um, because it was just him, it was it was really wonderful. We just and you know, spent a week together um, working through the working through the material. So it was it was very dense, and we worked at a very um, Alex a very busy, uh, understandably busy actor and so we we condensed it all into a week and it was it was pretty intense so um uh but it was great fun and yeah really interesting because it's again it's funny you should pick that that game because it's the most like game like an audiobook that I've ever experienced because it's all narration really um and though there there are there are definitely characters in there the the developers were keen to um to not try and create loads of different character voices as as he was going through that narrative that journey so it was it, we we found touches we had to kind of work quite quite closely to find touches of character but whilst maintaining the narrator if you see what I mean so it was really yeah. one one voice but but with a flavor um so it was quite it was quite like doing an audiobook if I'm honest that that particular game and have you have you been a, a voiceover director on on other projects as well I have yeah I've, I've certainly over the last few years it's something I've been doing a lot of and um I have to say I again I, I absolutely love it um video games is is such an amazing medium because the stories you can tell are so so vast and they're unlimited you know they're not limited by by anything um yeah the style or this it's just it's an extraordinary world 
yeah, it's it's great. I love I love working with actors. I come at it in, from an you know entirely from an acting point of view, um, and lots of actors respond really well to that. And um, some don't, <laughs> um, but all actors are all actors are unique, and it's 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 a wonderful um, job to to see what what you can do to pull out particular performances from particular actors and what they need. And um, it's a very it's a playful uh, relationship, and it's it's really wonderful. Um, to, to do so yeah it's something that I have been doing a lot of recently I can't I can't talk about much of it of course um <laughs> that's right because uh, you sign lots of NDAs um yeah. for for video games but um yeah I've worked on some incredible projects and um yeah I I am really excited by by some of the upcoming stuff that's going on so awesome yeah. well I'm excited to see what what uh what, what comes out soon with with your name on it oh thank you and before before we we get into the the we're in the twilight of the episode now before we get to the end i i have to ask because because it's it's part of the podcast really you um narrating voice work acting directing you are flexing a lot of creative muscles do you have any plans or have you thought about maybe adding writing to the list in in whatever capacity whether that's screenplays or novels or what have you it's a very interesting question i've never um i've never thought of myself as a writer but i am very much a create a creator and actually over the the last couple of years um i have i've uh, i was commissioned by the rsc to to create a family um show um that was a few years ago and and i wrote um a couple of very short um sort of uh, seven ten minute mini plays um wrote three three of those um which i really enjoyed um and uh, i've also started doing some um adaptation for video game not not in a not in a uh, a big capacity but um where where there's an existing kind of um localization or translation into english that then needs a needs a, a bit more detail or some some more character work pulling out um i've started to to do a bit of that um and yeah i've always i've always written down ideas um and uh i also worked on the gunpowder plot um as a as one of the story originators so that was really cool um so in answer to your question yes though i've never yes. ever thought of myself <laughs> as a writer i um I have written and I, I do write things down. <laughs> okay. So, so um, let's, let's see, watch this space. Yes. You're on a trajectory. Perhaps, perhaps we'll see some great works of literature from you at some point. <laughs> Maybe. I think, I think certainly um, in collaboration with others for sure. Yes. And it, I mean, if you're going to stick in video games, it's such a collaborative genre. You know, every kind of aspect of that is a collaboration between multiple people. Yeah. Most definitely. Oh, yeah. It's it's an amazing um, environment for that. Um, you can't. Ever, everyone is so detailed in what they do and working for their in their area. But of course, yeah, in collaboration with everyone else. Yes. And and before we get to the the final question, um, I did want to ask what um, what advice would you give to somebody who is uh, perhaps interested in getting into voiceover work or, or audiobook narration. Um. I mean, do it like it's, we're in an, an amazing time where it's, it's really so much more accessible now than certainly when I started. Um, and it doesn't cost a huge amount of money either to, you know, you can, you can record, <laughs> there are phones now with really amazing mics. Um, um, but you, you can, you can record at home as well. 
the advice I would yeah give is to do it. I was incredibly lucky. I just wrote to a brilliant publisher, Joe Forshaw. I wrote to her when I was you know just early in my career and said, look, I've always loved listening to audiobooks. I used to listen to them with my with my great grandmother who was blind, and she it was it was you know how she accessed all of her kind of story and all her content and I always wanted to kind of record them that she 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 loved Catherine Cookson and I just wanted to just thought oh, I'd love to be able to do that and I I was I'd always been a very fluent reader and um loved reading loved books and I wrote to her and she just took a chance on me and gave me a book <laughs> sent it to me in the post iPads I think had were were a thing but like not yeah. really a thing and so you know I just that's I was really lucky she gave me a she gave me a chance and so just you just have to do that you just have to reach out to people find people that have done it twitter's a great resource go you know I want to do some this thing how do I do this send me a sample all of those things you have to be proactive of course it's all very well just saying I'd like to do this but you have to have something to kind of show that you can do it and want to do it uh, but yeah. yeah just go for it um practice yeah keep practicing just just do it put yourself out there that's great mm-hmm. great advice and, and ACX like you can you can apply for your like ACX is a is a cool cool tool as well where you can literally search for for writers that are looking for narrators and go direct rather than um having to go through a kind of middle middle person so that's a, a really good place to just try and find find work as well okay yeah well, it's really nice to hear that you, having done, you know, a hundred or so audiobooks, started out just by emailing a publisher and they and they got back to you. So it, I guess that's probably motivating in of itself. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, it, there are those people out there. There are brilliant people out mm-hmm. there that will that will help you and will take a chance on you. So yeah, try and find them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to keep trying until you find someone like that, and then and then you're off to the races. Amazing. Well, that brings us to what is always the final question um, of every episode, which is, Rosie, if you were stranded on a desert island with a single book, which book would you take? Well, I'm going to cheat and I'm also going to be very boring and theatrical. Um, and I'm sure that I will not, I'm sure loads of people have said this, but I would abs- I would take the complete works of Shakespeare because oh, yeah. you get <laughs> all 37 and, you know, it offers something for every day, uh, every mood. Um, every situation you need to be in, you can find find uh, somebody that's going through something that you're that relates to 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 you. And of course, you know, if I got really stuck, I could rip out the bits that I knew off by heart and like use them to start a fire <laughs> or something. So you know, there's there's material there. Yeah, the bits that the bits that don't make 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 much sense to us anymore. I just kind of you know, there's 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 practical use there as well. <laughs> yes, and endless wordplay with Shakespeare that you can look over and go over and think backwards and upside down and stuff. I mean, it's a great choice. And, and for someone tied to, to, you know, the theater and things like that, obviously it's got a great connection to you as well. Yeah. So I'm sorry not to be um, more original <laughs> in my choice. No, that's great. That's, it's a great choice. And I, I think less people have taken that than you would think. Yes. Well, I think only a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I more can, people um... have taken Jane Austen than Shakespeare. Ah, yeah, yeah. I can, I, I'm, I'm on board with that as well. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely on board with that. I, I, I think it's, I think it's wherever you can get more for your money, really. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give yeah, me yeah, a complete yeah. works of, um, <laughs> of, uh, the Brontes or Austin. Or- well, recently someone managed to find online a copy of the Lord of the Rings as one book. 
So I there thought you go. Well, that's clever. You've yeah, done well. <laughs> perfect. Another and yeah, another savvy, another savvy uh, <laughs> desert islander. That's it, exactly. Well, thanks so much, Rosie, for coming on the podcast and um, telling us all about your work in uh, in narrating and, and voiceovers and, and audiobooks. It's been really interesting chatting with you. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for your time. And for everyone listening, if you want to keep up with what Rosie is doing, you can follow her on Twitter at Rosie Jones Actor. And to make sure you don't miss an episode of this podcast, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We also have a Patreon now for exclusive access and content. And for more bookish chat, check out my other podcast, The Chosen Ones and Other Tropes. Thanks again to Rosie and thanks to everyone listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.